Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. The clock has started on the New England Patriots searching for their new offensive coordinator. If you've been listening to Babs and the mic, I appreciate it, you know, first and foremost. But ever since I started this, I said the most important move in the offseason is going to be finding an offensive coordinator. I said the second that they get eliminated, I want an offensive coordinator the next day. You know, we live in a, a world of instant gratification. I want it now. We'd be like Queen, like, I want it now. I want it now. I, I'm going to stop with the singing. I'm very, very sorry that I just ruined your ears with that. But you get what I'm saying? Like, I want the offensive coordinator now because every day that goes by is one day closer to the 2023 season in September. And this is important right now. Because, yeah, you're not in the playoffs, the New England Patriots. You're not in there. You can get a leg up with the other teams that you're going to have to compete with. Like the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals in your in your conference. I want this done soon. Now, let me let me say something here. It's been about two weeks since we've, we've talked, right? It's two weeks since you've heard my voice. I, I, I'm sure that you guys feel the same way. When your favorite team loses, you know, this most likely being for everybody here that's listening, the New England Patriots, you go into a little sports depression. You put all your time, your energy, effort. And once the Patriots got bounced, I did a little podcast afterwards, talked about my awesome Vegas trip, and the Patriots wrapped it up. I don't want to talk Patriots for about a week. I want nothing to do with football. I need a break. I need a vacation. So then I said, all right, let me let the you know, super wild card weekend go. And then I'll start talking and we'll get back into this. And I just let the, I let the week progress. We're recording this on a Friday night. We're about to go in to the divisional round for the playoffs. And I wanted the week to go by because I felt like something might happen. And I don't want to waste time and waste your time like talking about the what ifs. I want to talk about what happened during the week. And every single day at Babs and the Mike on Twitter, I've been posting it. Is today the day the Patriots sign an offensive coordinator? I've been asking that question every single day since the end of the season. And we're heading into day 13. But we end, you're, you're starting to see some of these names get thrown out there during the week. But the most important name that we're looking at is Bill O'Brien. And Bill O'Brien had his interview with the New England Patriots on Wednesday. This past Wednesday, he had his interview. Just smack dab in the middle of the week. You get a couple of these names out there. The Patriots are bringing in and the fan base is like, oh, who the hell is this guy? What have they done? Oh, maybe we can work. Maybe Listen, 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 listen. If the Patriots do not get Bill O'Brien at this point, it's, an, it's a failure. It's a failure. We've hyped him up so much. And like, I, I, I love the listeners out there and I love your insight. And we've been talking about this. I've been asking you, give me names, give me names. And the other name that was brought up was Cliff Kingsbury. Take a look at him. And, and I started turning around to that. And that motherfucker got a one-way ticket to Thailand and he ain't coming back. Like, he's gone. So once he's gone and then you hear all these reports, well, Bill O'Brien's the favorite to come in for the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. You're tied into it. Like, if you want to make a statement, you have to bring Bill O'Brien in. Because, listen, 
Will I give another say if it's someone else not named Bill O'Brien, I'll give them a shot. Cuz I'm optimistic, I'm a homer. You got to be open-minded. But we just fucking did that this past season with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Like you already gave these guys a shot. I don't want another in. I need something. I need something that I know. I need something that has been hyped up that said this is going to work with Mac Jones. And that's Bill O'Brien. We have a lot of like, we have a lot to catch up together, guys. Like a lot of pieces to the puzzle that we can put together. And one of the pieces I want to put together was something that was said the week prior. And Belichick talked about spending money, right? And whichever way you want to look at that, whether it's player spending, but I think it's coaching spending. And I think that's what Bill Belichick was trying to get at. Because here's the thing. Say the New England Patriots get allotted $30 million for the coaching staff. Like, Robert Kraft's like, all right, this is what I'm paying you. Like, it doesn't go against the cap. Cap doesn't have nothing to do. Here you go, Bill, $30 million. You figure it out. You split it up. Bill's going to say, well, I'm worth 25. So the other $5 million, I'll spend it in coaching. Right now, it's kind of like, hey, Kraft, my hands are tied. If you really want Bill O'Brien, you got to pay this guy. And Bill O'Brien's going to end up being paid probably the highest paid offensive coordinator if he comes on to the New England Patriots. And I just feel like money's involved right now. I feel like the stock of Bill O'Brien is just shooting up right now. Like, you, you, there are 10 offensive coordinators positions open in the NFL right now. Plus a few head coaching gigs. Plus a few head coaching gigs in the, in the college football. Bill O'Brien is, is like a wanted man. You got to open up that checkbook for him. If you really want him in here. But my thing is this. We've hyped him up. You got to get him in now. Like, I, I, I've been seeing mixed things. This is why I want to wait, guys. Because you read things, you see mixed things. Like, I'm hearing, oh, his contract ends February 1st. Now I'm hearing it ends February 28th. For, and this is for Alabama. And that, it, you know, Bill O'Brien is still on contract with Bama. He's still helping out with the recruitment process. He's finishing out his job. It's kind of like giving your one month's notice. Like, you're not just going to ditch Nick Saban's program and say, I'm going to go work for Bill and leave Saban hanging. Like, he's going to finish out his contract. If his contract ends February 28th, Bill O'Brien will not be with the New England Patriots till March 1st. Maybe there will be an agreement where it's, hey, we're verbally together. I am going to commit once I finish this off. I hope not. I hope he gets released out of the contract. There you go, right to New England. But time is of the essence here. We cannot be dicking around wasting time. Because this is time right now. That, yeah, these players are on vacation. Like, they're getting away. Little mental break. But, like, by next week, I, I need to know, like, who our offensive coordinator is. You need to get this person in here to start drawing up a playbook to hand it to his quarterback, to hand it to the players that still are on this team and say, here you go, start studying this. You have an offseason to do this. Like last year, it, the writing was on the wall. The team never got a playbook until two weeks prior to OTAs. Like we can't go through this again. And I want to go further into this as well too. A little, little, little shout out here to the Quick Game Podcast. That's Jared Stidham's podcast, by the way. You should just give it a little, give a little look. Because although you can... 
make your hate on Jared Stidham all you want. Jared Stidham puts out a few great nuggets in the last episode he had. And one of the good nuggets, and I posted it on Twitter, at Babs on the Mic, Stidham talked about continuity with Josh McDaniels and said he feels blessed to be in the same system for four years with Josh McDaniels and said those last two starts were against the Niners, against the Chiefs. He's like, I felt like it was second nature. I trust my play caller. And this was a great quote by Jared Stidham, who formerly played and backed up Tom Brady and was here in New England. He said, it doesn't matter if you are on high school level, college level, professional level. You need to have continuity with your play caller. And why is that so important? Because Mac Jones is about to go on to his third offensive coordinator in three years. Like I have been trying to tell you, here are reasons why Mac Jones has been progressing this season. Here's the reasons why. And it's not because of the stats and the shit on the field. It's the way he handles himself. It's the passion. It's the leadership in the locker room. There are little things I'm going to take that are positives from Mac Jones. But truly, truly, year three is like the final year for Mac Jones, whether you have it or not. So his back is truly against the wall right now. And that's why it's so important to get the right offensive coordinator in now that Mac Jones can work with and trust and get on the same page. Because the turnaround from now to OTAs to training camp, it's a short window. It's a short window. And Mac, but Mac Jones comes from a professional college program of Alabama, and he's already spent two years in New England. He should be able to pick this up and go with it. But if you bring in some brain-dead, no-name offensive coordinator, it's not going to work out for Mac Jones. I'm, and that makes me nervous. That does make me nervous for Mac Jones' sake. There's still so many questions with this team. We, we, I mean, we got free agency and the draft. Who are you going to sign? We'll get to that when the time comes. The most important thing that we as a fan base need to think about, who is the offensive coordinator and when the hell is Bill O'Brien signing in New England so we can take, take it to the next step? If you sign Bill O'Brien, it will be like almost a complete sense of relief from the fan base. Like, okay, okay, we're going in the right direction. And again, if they sign anybody else not named Bill O'Brien, I'm going to have to sit down, do my research, and try to trust the process. But you're now putting Robert Kraft. I mean, Robert Kraft should be looking at Bill Belichick and saying, now you're really in the hot seat. Because if you fuck this up, if this is the guy you want, not named Bill O'Brien, and this doesn't work out, you're fired. Like, it's got to come to that point, right? Like, I've heard conflicting things of, well, Robert Kraft really believes in Bill Belichick being the head coach when Bill Belichick passes Don Shula and he wants to be done on the Patriots. But there, there's got to be some, like, if you have another under 500 season, three under 500 seasons in the last four years, like, th- something's got to give, right? I don't want it to get to that point. We we have to mention it now. It's 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 there. It's, they went eight nine. They went eight nine. It's, it's just been frustrating too. On top of it, watching Super Wild Card Weekend and knowing that the Pages were starting to look like they were getting it together at the end of the season, they could have competed against any one of those teams on Super Wild Card Weekend. And I hate calling it Super Wild Card Weekend. Just Wild Card Weekend. 
stupid naming things. Bill O'Brien needs to be here soon. Like, I don't care if he doesn't come till March 1st. Like, like I said, he's under contract with Alabama until the, the 28th of February. I just want some sort of handshake agreement. Bill O'Brien will be in New England starting March 1st. Like, I need something to look at and be like, okay, we have him locked in. Let's go to our next step. But it was exciting that, you know, he he got his interview. It was right in the middle of the week between all these other interviews that are going on. They're at least doing something and not hiding it. There was talks about maybe they're going to do these secret interviews. It's, it's out there. Who's coming into New England? They're doing their due diligence at least. They're giving us something to look at as a fan base and try, try to study these other names. We'll see. This is episode 15, Babs on the Mic, which is brought to you by K&M All-Star Sports Store, located at Foxwoods Tanger Outlets. If you head down to Foxwoods for, you know, divisional games that are coming up this weekend, or if you want to go out there for the title game the following weekend, or how about the big game, the Super Bowl, stop by K&M All-Star Sports Store, gear up, they'll have the jerseys. They'll have the hoodies. They'll have the t-shirts or whatever teams are playing that weekend in those football games. They'll have it there at K&M. Tell them Babs sent you. Again, like I had to take like a week off. Like it's been like 13 days, 14 days almost since I've done this because, man, the Patriots should have been in the playoffs. Like they should not have been 8-9. It was such a roller coaster of a season. I tried to make you people believe. And And I believe in the team. Like I really believe they have... The right pieces around there. And I want to talk about one of the pieces, the names that keeps getting brought up is DeAndre Hopkins. All right. So you got Aguilar's out the door. Jacoby Myers is a free agent. Kendrick Bourne's on his last year of his deal. And people want that stud, right? I'm sorry. I am sorry. I look at DeAndre Hopkins and I can understand the people saying Hopkins is, 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 the move. Hopkins, go get him. He's a stud. I don't I don't see him as a needle mover. For for what you have in Mac Jones. Like if Tom Brady was here and you get down, I I'm all for it. Because I know what Tom Brady is. Mac Jones is still such a question mark. That is it worth trading a high quality pick for a big big contract that you gotta pay? And I just don't see it. I just don't think the timing works out for DeAndre Hopkins. He's turning 31 this offseason. And not that age matters, but you're kind of getting him towards the back half of his career. Like, I think his peak has already been there. And yes, I can hear all the stats. I put it out on Twitter. Like, I I just don't, I'm not a needle mover for DeAndre Hopkins. I just don't think it's going to work out here because of Mac Jones, like who he is at quarterback as of right now. And I want to be proven wrong. Trust me, like, my opinion means absolutely nothing at the end of the day. Just us having a conversation about Patriots and sports. But I just I just look at someone on the back half of his career now. It, it could be a trap. It could be a trap, but it's not worth it. Again, if Tom Brady was here, like if, if you got, if we played the stupid game of bringing another quarterback in and Derek Carr was here, I would, it fits better with Derek Carr. So on the flip side, you want a receiver in here. You need to get a receiver why not someone like Jerry Judy? Jerry Judy, who's still on his rookie deal, who was roommates with Mac Jones in Alabama, and they played a little bit down in Alabama together. Someone that 
is a little disgruntled in Denver. Denver doesn't have their... They have a first-round pick, but it's a very low-end first-round pick. But they don't have that top first-round pick. Not saying, not saying that the Patriots are going to give up that 14th overall pick for Jerry Judy. That's stupid. But a second-rounder maybe or a third-rounder and a fourth-rounder, pair it up and get Jerry Judy in here on a cheap deal that knows Mac Jones. You pair it up with Bill O'Brien. You have that Alabama tie. Maybe Damien Harris sees that and says, you know what, I kind of want to stay here on a cheaper deal. You get that little Bama squad going on on offense, and you can get that to work and make it work for the New England Patriots. I'd rather take a younger guy than someone like Hopkins that's turning 31 that I just don't think it will fit with Mac Jones's play style. Like, and I also look at DeAndre Hopkins as this. I don't put him in the same tier as Justin Jefferson, which I love and I wish he was here. I don't put him on the same tier as Tyree Kill. I don't put him in that same tier as Devontae Adams. Like, you, you, like if you want one of those guys, which they should have been in it with Tyree Kill, Last year, you want one of those guys? That's better than DeAndre Hopkins. Those are the guys that I can trust that would work with Mac Jones. And I know I got shit on for that because it's like, oh, De- uh, you know, Devontae Adams and DeAndre are the same, they're the same uh, uh, age. De- Devontae Adams is miles better than, than Hopkins, guys. He is. Mac can just chuck up the ball and you can just trust that Adams is going to be there to grab it. I just don't have that trust right now with Hopkins. Maybe it's because of past injury history. Missing games. I know he had a PED thing. He came back. Looked kind of sharp with Kyler and had some good stats. If you average out his stats and his stats would have been this, he would have been a 1,500-yard receiver. Like I, I just don't see it happening in New England with DeAndre Hopkins. I'm sorry. I like Listen, if you get DeAndre Hopkins, I'm going to be happy. Like I'll be all for it. I'll post about it, and we'll talk about it. And I'll, I guess I'll have to be negative and stay with it and just say, I don't know if it's going to truly work out, but if, if, if that's the move they make, that's the move they make. They obviously need some help on offense. Let's move forward because we have a lot to talk about still. And we're already 18 minutes into this. It was announced this past week the Patriots will be going to Germany. Now, if you know Babs, I've been trying to put this in your mind for a couple years now. This is real. They were going to go to Germany back in 2020. Like, that was a plan back. This was supposed to happen in 2020. Then COVID happened. So that got all scrapped. International games got scrapped. So then they started coming back around again. All right. After the, you know, it's 2021 season. Okay. It starts being out there. Hey, Germany game's going to end up happening in 2022. The Patriots made such a strong push for the German market for the last couple of years. They haven't been hiding it. And then last year, this past season, the one that we're just kind of still at the, at the end of, it ended up being Tampa Bay. Tom Brady beat out Robert Kraft. Tom Brady was the one that got that game in Germany. They probably figured, too, like it could be his last year. Tom Brady gets the game in Germany. Patriots say, hey, I'll get it the next year. So it's official now. The Patriots are going to be in Germany next year. They're a designated team. They're saying it's going to be a home game. I don't believe that just yet. I I. I Designated team to me, why don't you say designated home team? Like, why isn't that home team out there? I've been kind of fighting against this. I don't think Robert Kraft's going to be like, I want to give up one of my home games. I don't know. I don't believe that. I just don't believe it, and it's going to end up happening probably. But I feel like 
They were destined to go to Germany anyways. Every time they played internationally, London games, they've been the away team. Maybe things have changed, but the way it was worded, designated team, and then it said designated home team for the Jaguars because that's how it, that's how it is for them. It doesn't matter. They're going to be out there next year. I think it's great for football to be out in Germany. I know there's a lot of international fans, especially for the New England Patriots, that are going to go out there. Uh, is Babs going to go out there? No, I'm not. I'm not going. It's already going to be. It was six hundred dollars resale just to get a ticket to the Tampa Bay Seattle game. The New England Patriots, I think it's going to drive up the price even more. I've heard that getting to the stadiums are going to be a pain in the ass. You take not only are you flying in somewhere, you take trains and this and that. It's just would I love to be there, sure, but I'd rather be here in the states. I'd. I want to go to MetLife twice next year. I'll be down there twice to see Red Sox meeting. I hope everybody comes out. and We'll talk about that when the time comes. I kind of want to go to Pittsburgh next year. Hell, I want to, wherever Jared Stidham lands, I want to go out there and see him at least once or twice. So I kind of already have that like set in my mind. That's what I'm going to be doing. But when it comes to the Patriots being out there, I've heard Miami Dolphins Patriots. I've heard Washington Commanders Patriots. But it'll be interesting, another a 9.30 game in the morning. You know, If you're setting these guys up to be in Germany next year, they have to have a good product on the field. I felt like the same way, right, this past year. The way it was, the way it was li- listed, they had those four or five primetime games in a row, which they got stripped one of those games. Like the NFL expected them to be good. If the NFL's putting you over there in Germany, they're expecting you to be a good team. So hopefully that becomes true when they play in Germany next year. At whatever point they play in Germany, they better be over 500. But it's, it's exciting that the Patriots are still getting those big marquee games. They're still involved. And whoever goes out to Germany, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a fun week out there. It's going to be a week. Not just a not just one day. Like It's going to be a week out there for Patriots Nation. All right. I want to catch up with you because it's going to take this is going to take a little bit. Of wild card weekend. I kind of want to run through the games that happen and also combine it with the games that are going to happen. Probably you are listening to this too late and games have already happened, but I do want to talk about the divisional weekend and kind of just put it all together. But before we get to that, there's the one game I do want to talk about and put more into it. And it was the Dallas Cowboys at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I don't know how many of you have truly watched Tampa Bay this season, they've been god-awful. And Tom Brady in that playoff game, that had to be one of his worst playoff games in his career. He just looks like he doesn't have it anymore, right? He just looked lost. He's not in sync with his players. He looked rattled in the end zone, in the red zone. He's telling his teammates on the sidelines and his coaching staff, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm very split on Tom Brady here. Half of me says, Tom, just hang it up. Like, hang it up. With, you still got your pride with you. It's, it's over, man. Just take a break from the game. You got a lot of shit going on. The other side says, Tom Brady's still better than half the, half the quarterbacks in the league. Now, the, the, I think the stats are a little skewed this year. I mean, Brady threw the ball 799 times. 799 attempts for Tom Brady this season. And he only had 25 touchdowns. He was like fourth or fifth in passing yards. 
But again, he he threw it pretty much. I think he had 50 more attempts than Kirk Cousins, who we is notoriously knows that Kirk throws a lot. But he had 150 more attempts than a guy like Pat Mahomes, where Pat Mahomes threw for 41 touchdowns. He had almost 200 more, or 250 more than like a Mac Jones. He had 200 more than most quarterbacks. He was throwing the ball a shit ton this season. Is that wearing down on his body? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Would I Do I want to see Brady back next year? Of course. I want to see him keep playing. It's, it's awesome to see him play. But I, I want to say this. I don't feel bad for him. Like, I'm not feeling all down. Oh, that sucks for Tom. Tom put himself in this situation. Tom retired, quote, quote. Then he didn't retire, un, unretired, whatever he did. And he was such he felt like such an attention-seeking whore, like, you know, last year. And then all of a sudden, he kicks Bruce Arians out there. He, he retired because he didn't want to be in Tampa. He knew that this was going to happen. Like, he knew this team's going to stink. It's going to be a struggle. And, like, the football gods are like, listen, we've been on your side this entire time. Like, you're going to have to struggle this season. Like, this is just part of the game. He fired, got Bruce Arians out of there. He had a bad team around him. He tried to make it work. And it just did. I mean, they got to the playoffs, but eight, nine. I mean, the Patriots. Patriots. Patriots would have beat the Bucs this year. But he, he somehow made the playoffs eight, nine. Still get there. You get showcased national television. Didn't work out in your favor. He's going to probably stay quiet for the next month or two. His options will be limited. It's either stay in Tampa, go to Miami if it's open. San Francisco, if the Brock Purdy falls flat on his face, or I mean the 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 one that's wide open is is Las Vegas Raiders. And I I think that with the Las Vegas Raiders, Josh McDaniels is playing career roulette. If you bring Tom Brady in, because here's the thing: it's either going to completely work in your favor and you win a Super Bowl, or you get that team to a Super Bowl, or Tom Brady actually does fall off that cliff and Josh McDaniels will get fired and have to crawl somewhere to get another job. Will it be back in New England? Who knows? But if you bring Tom Brady in after pushing Derek Carr out, a fan favorite, and not many fans want Tom Brady there, Las Vegas Raiders fans, they'll accept it. But if they fall flat on their face early, that fan base is going to turn not only on Tom Brady, they're going to turn right on Josh McDaniels and ownership. But it's Tom Brady, right? Like, it's Tom Brady. You know, Tom can still do it. But how many times can we keep saying that, right? Like, I'm not trying to be negative on Tom Brady here. Like, I want to see him do it in Las Vegas. It's the perfect setup for him, right? Waller and Renfro and Adams and Josh Jacobs could resign. And Gronk comes out of retirement. Like, things could work out for one more run for him. Like the pieces are there, just like it was in 2020 in Tampa. It's there for him to succeed. But it could blow up, not in his face, really. It doesn't, he doesn't lose. He can do what Mark Bertrand said this right. It doesn't matter what Brady does. Like his legacy will never be tarnished of, on, the, on the field, on the field. However, it ends up working out for him. The only way this hurts anybody, it's going to be Josh McDaniels. If it does not work out. But, I mean, it's, it's there to be set up. Imagine Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes twice a year. Tom Brady, Russell Wilson twice a year. Tom Brady, Justin Herbert up and coming twice a year. 
Just that West Coast. No taxes in Vegas. Like, you know how all these uh, the singers and stuff they do, or comedians, like, that's like they have their own show at every resort. That's what Tom Brady's doing. He has his own show at Allegiant Stadium. That could be Tom Brady. I'm interested to see where he goes. He's going to be one of those major dominoes of the offseason. It's going to be fun. All the speculation. I will say this, speaking about speculation, and then we'll move on. Tom Brady ain't coming back to New England, folks. Stop with this. Stop. Stop. Oh. The clickbait offseason is truly here. It's truly here. I saw it all over Twitter this week. Tom Brady and the chance of him coming back and Bill O'Brien being here and like, no. No. Tom stated, I am not playing in cold weather anymore and I believe that. Fairy tale ending in New England and you want that, I get it. No. Like I'm I do I'd rather try to figure it out with Mac Jones and someone young. And then guess what? If Mac Jones doesn't work out, fucking Bailey Zappy, what you got? I just don't feel like it's the right move for the franchise to bring this guy back. You moved on from him. You stay moved on from him. That's it. But God, we're going to hear so much clickbait from it. And I'll post it because, you know, I want to I want to get everyone riled up too. But I know, I know deep down inside, it's just so stupid. Chris Gasper saying, I think this is going to happen. And that Chris Gasper quote gets blown up by everybody. You know who's a big proponent of the I think or I feel that people take those two words, I think and feel? And they blow it up to make it seem like, oh, this is going to happen. Albert Breer does that a lot. Like, go to Albert Breer's Twitter. And on the top right corner, it's a little little magnifying glass. You search it. And search the words, I feel, I think. And it's a slew, a slew of just tweets how I think and feel. And people contort it to being, like, actual news. Like, he could say, I think Derek Carr is going to sign with the Jets. And people say, oh, Briere, per Briere, Derek Carr's looking at the Jets. That's how it goes in this world of, of sports news and analysts. And he looked and said, I put the word breaking in. Has Briere ever broken news, like, on his Twitter? No. There's nothing there. You can't find anything. And that's just one, that's just one example, right? Like, that's just one example. I mean, even guys like the Ian Rappaports and Adam Schefters that we tried to trust, they get shit wrong all the time and they use things based on their feelings and opinions to try to stir the pot and clickbait. It's clickbait season, folks. But it gives us something to talk about, right? And something for me to yell about over the next couple months. 31 minutes in. Let's try to be quick about this. Let's go through the divisional games this upcoming week, and I'll tie it in with last week's wildcard weekend and kind of briefly go over everything and just my thoughts. First game, first slate up is uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at Kansas City. Kansas City fans absolutely hate me right now. I love it. I'm like playing the heel right now on, on Twitter. Just uh, just bashing the Kansas City Chiefs, right? I truly do not want the Chiefs to win. And you shouldn't want the Chiefs to win. Because the Chiefs winning is really putting them at that new dynasty. And if Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, which they're favored nine and a half points, this will be Pat Mahomes' fifth straight AFC title appearance. Who does that remind you of? Who does that remind you of? 
So as a Pats fan, you got to be rooting for Jacksonville. And speaking of Jacksonville, I can't believe that comeback against the Chargers. Bolt fraud. Bolt fraud. What happened? They were up 27-0, the Chargers. Even I was celebrating. Like, all right. Like, the Chargers are going to go into Kansas City. If they look like this, they're going to beat Kansas City. And they just completely fell apart. Imagine that. Trevor Lawrence, four interceptions, and you still win the game? Uh, credit to Trevor Lawrence. And I'm get, I secretly liked Trevor Lawrence this year to have a bounce-back season. I drafted him in fantasy football. I saw something out of him. Not a lot of people did. Good fantasy football player this year. This year, And uh, that's got to be a big confidence booster. It goes down to coaching. Again, coaching, coaching, coaching. You go from Urban Meyer, and they had such a shitty season last year, to then get Doug Peterson, a QB whisperer, a coach that's won a ring with Philadelphia. They're putting something together. I am rooting hard for Jacksonville to beat Kansas City. I want to see that upset. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars winning makes that Bills and Cincinnati game much more meaningful. Winner gets home field for AFC title game. Kansas City wins. They've already been selling these tickets for the neutral site, this and that. We'll we'll talk about that next week when, when it happens. And speaking about Buffalo and Cincinnati, both teams looked... Like booty cheeks, booty cheeks during wild card weekend. Cincinnati needed a 99-yard fumble recovery touchdown to save their ass. Now, Cincinnati's down two offensive linemen, so we'll see how that's going to work out for Joe Burrow the rest of the playoff run. They, they're a hot, they were a hot team, but they looked like they cooled off wild card weekend. And then on the flip side, Buffalo Bills, they should have handled Miami. They let it's like they let Miami come back into that game and make it interesting. It should have never been into that position, especially going against Skylar Thompson. Buffalo's been pretty shaky this year. But this is gonna be a great matchup. Buffalo Cincy. We didn't get to see what they were on that Monday night game a couple weeks ago. This is the game. Must watch. I believe it's Sunday at three o'clock. Uh I, I I'm not rooting for Buffalo. Like, if I can have it my way in the AFC, I want it to be Cincinnati versus Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC title game. I'll be ecstatic as a Patriots fan if that is the matchup. I don't want Buffalo to win the Super Bowl because they're your division rival and I want to keep them at zero Super Bowls. I don't want Kansas City to win the Super Bowl because that's the start of a dynasty. That is a start of a dynasty. They can have the right to say that. I want those Chiefs fans to just shut up. I don't want that to happen. I want that Patriots dynasty of dynasties to mean even more. Let's take it on the flip side. The New York Giants, which I said that they were going to beat the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings, again, what an absolute fraud fucking team they are. 13-4. and four. Kirk Cousins, 4th and eight, throwing a screen pass. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Daniel Jones running all over them. I was telling people. Take him for a rushing touchdown. But I was like, take him for yards. Like, this guy can run. He's got wheels. They did, like, eight straight plays where he just ran the ball to the point on the last play when he got taken down for, like, a two-yard loss. He's like, can we stop doing this? But just between him and Barkley, they can fucking move that ball. But this is going to be a great game. They're in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is the one seed. Giants-Philly division matchup. That place is going to be bananas. 
And I, uh, I'm not picking a winner or a loser in this one. Like, I, I kind of, kind of rocking with the Giants. Like, I want to see upsets. I like the root for underdogs. I think the Giants getting to the NFC title game is good for Daniel Jones. It's good for the Giants. Like, it's good for football. Same thing with the Jaguars making it to the AFC title game. It's good for football. It's good for Trevor Lawrence. Like, like you already know what Mahomes is. They're not going anywhere. Joe Burrow going to the Super Bowl last year, good for the Cincinnati Bengals. They're right there. You already know what Josh Allen is. Like, you you got this out there. This, this is good for the Patriots. The Patriots got to catch up to all this. And then the other game this weekend, San Francisco 49ers, who are, who are on a run right now. They're on a tear. Kind of a little, little shaky at first against Seattle. They took care of business. They're just so well-rounded. And they're against the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Niners are going to take this. I, again, this is another one where I don't really care which way this goes. Like I, I, I'm just going to sit back and watch these unfold. I like the fact that you have three NFC East teams that are the last four. You know, that they're in the playoffs right now. Like I, I kind of want to see a Dallas-Philly NFC title game. I wouldn't mind seeing San Francisco in the Brock Purdy situation and how, how far that can go. I think if entertainment-wise, I'd rather see Cowboys versus Giants or Cowboys versus Eagles because it's a division game. And I, I just... It, it, the best thing that would probably happen would be the Giants beating Philly, Cowboys beating Niners, and I'm pretty sure that means the Cowboys would host... The Giants, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, five five seed and six seed, right? Is that how it goes? That's what you might end up seeing. And if Dallas hosts an NFC title game, that's just much watch TV, must watch TV, man. So I, I look at it that way. I look at it as like ratings and entertainment factor on top of it because that's what the NFL is, right? They're an entertainment. They're not really a sports league. But again, I, I if the Niners, like I look at the Dallas Cowboys, First and, and just they beat down Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay was not a good team. Like they were not, they weren't so inconsistent all year. And Dallas was losing games towards the end of the year. Like they were falling ass backwards into the playoffs. Whereas San Francisco, they're all all engines running. So it'll be it'll be a great weekend overall of football. I mean, these are some great matchups. I do wish that it was the Chargers in Kansas City. Like that's how I kind of had it in my mind. But, I mean, the way the Jacksonville Jaguars have been playing this year and they had to go on a run just to get into the playoffs and win the division and all these comeback wins that they've had, like, they're a great story. Like, that could be a good good way to start off that weekend. There's got to be at least some underdog somewhere that wins this weekend, and I think it's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a perfect timing to end this right now. We had a couple things for the Patriots. We'll see where the offensive coordinator goes. Nothing's probably going to happen this weekend. Hopefully we hear something by next week. And, and that's that. I mean, there's going to be not a lot of movement when it comes to New England Patriots news over these next couple weeks. We can really, I, I really want to focus on who the offensive coordinator is. That's the first move. Once you get the OC, I think you can start talking about free agency, who to bring back, who to let go. I think that's going to start talking about that. And then... After that, you go right into the draft. Who are you going to take at 14th overall? What are you looking at the draft? And then after that, it's the schedule release. And they'll come pretty quick. And I think the next episode will... I'll try to be a little bit better for next week. I'm back into the football spirit. Like I said, you need that time off when the Patriots lose. I'm back in the football spirit. 
Maybe we'll break it down of what happened this uh, upcoming divisional round. Maybe we'll get some more Tom Brady news. Like, football likes to stay relevant, too, and keep that news out there. So we'll see what happens. Last but not least, before I let you go, a little bonus extra here. Babs has been, uh, he's been grinding a little bit in the morning time. Been getting up early, hitting the gym. I want to know the people out there that go to the gym. I got to get back into, you know, the, the, the Bud Lights have taken a toll on me. The, the, the Big Macs have taken a toll on me. I want to know who out there does the Stairmaster. And if you do a Stairmaster, like, message me. Because I've been trying to conquer the Stairmaster. I get winded quickly. But I want to have, like, I want to by the summertime be able to do, like, 200, 200 floors, like, no problem. Breaking sweats, but, like, just getting it done. Like, that's where I'm at right now with that. If you have any advice, it, like, let me know. Because I've been into it now for about a month. And, like, now I'm actually, like, excited. Like, I wake up in the morning. It takes me a while to wake up. I wake up. I get out. Once I'm out, I'm, I'm like, focused, ready to go. We have, to, we have to have a good 2023 season coming up. I got to get ready for it. I think it's going to be special. It's going to be magical. That's why. Babs of the Mic, episode 15. Thank you for listening. Leave a rating. Help me out. Critique me. Leave some reviews. Appreciate it. Any support helps. We out.